question if 42% of the nation, 42%, and I take that number from Gallup, so I'm not just pulling it out of thin air. If 42% of the nation regard themselves not as R, not as D, but as I, as in independent, why are there none in the United States Congress? And what's the number in the Senate? I think it's two, including Bernie, uh, regarded as an I. But, but there's no representation of independence in the Congress to speak of. Martin Babinek is seeking to change that. He is running for Congress in central New York. It's a seat held by retiring Representative Richard Hanna, a Republican who became the first GOP member of Congress to back Hillary Clinton over Donald Trump. Let's find out how difficult it is to run as an I. This is Martin Babinek. Mr. Babinek, thanks for being here. Thank you, Michael. Glad to be here. Tell me a little bit about your background. I, I, I've read about you on, uh, online. I know that you're an entrepreneur who's had great success with an online human resources company. Yes, Michael. I'm uh, a native here of upstate New York, central New York State. But uh, I had the good fortune to travel around a bit after graduating from uh, college and uh, really started a company in Silicon Valley, a company called Trinet. And that journey began 28 years ago. And what I didn't realize then when I uh, started that journey was how important the environment is uh, when you're starting a company to really get the kind of help from other people that's necessary to grow these companies and new industries. So it wasn't until after we moved our family from Silicon Valley back to my hometown in central New York State that as I looked around the area and thought about all the smart people, all the right assets that we have here, but yet a complete uh, lack of uh, new businesses created here in our region as so many of our best and brightest talent have moved away. That kind of put me on a path to try to make a difference. So for these last six years, um, after I stepped down from running my company, Trinet, um, these last six years I've really been involved in trying to help that next generation of entrepreneurs, especially in these new industries, create jobs. Because here in our area, um, the loss of manufacturing jobs has created a um, change in the economic climate that uh, is top of mind for people throughout the area. Our children and you know, nieces, nephews, and so many of our, our bright young talent have just left because they don't find opportunities to, to their liking. So have you been politically York, active before? No, I really have not because uh, I, I stayed focused first in and building my company, and I'm very pleased with how that has gone as the company has uh, risen to a level where we're now listed on the New York Stock Exchange and a company that helps a lot of small to mid-sized uh, businesses with their human capital needs. But uh, And after that, so again, uh, these last six years, have been totally focused on trying to help that next generation uh, start new companies. So that's really where my head has been at. But as our Congressman Richard Hanna announced he was retiring in, um, right around Christmas time, 2015. I then you know, looked at the, the overall landscape and realized that, uh, heck, if you look at 2014 congressional cycle, uh, if you were an incumbent running for re-election in the United States Congress, you had a 95% probability of being re-elected. And I don't know about you, but for me, there's something wrong with that picture, that um, the power of incumbency is so great that it propels uh, 
the uh, existence of this psyche that just has voters um, voting for their incumbent because of the natural um, outcome of too much attention given on name recognition and the quality of ideas uh, seems to matter less. Is it so accurate that you are you are putting a million of your own dollars into this race? Uh, it is accurate that I've loaned my campaign more than a million dollars, yes. And I will continue to be on this path of trying to work towards bringing an alternative to the two-party system to voters throughout this district, not only with my message of creating more jobs in a fashion that's very different than what they typically hear from politicians, but more importantly, also being free of the corruptive influence of special interest um, campaign financing from the political action committees and not being beholden to these uh, rigid party ideologies. Because as you pointed out at the top of uh, this segment, more than 40% of the electorate don't identify themselves in, as being part of either party. And they look at the arguing that's going on between our two major parties, and they want another choice. And it's because of our electoral process giving the two parties far too much control over who gets to the ballot and also the way the special interest financing has uh, completely corrupted the process because it's so expensive to run for office that um, those candidates that do make it through the primary process end up um, really being powered through their election cycle with the financing that comes out of these special interest groups. So I've made the have you ever Have you ever identified as an R or a D? And if so, what caused the break? No, I've been an independent voter my entire life. And so running as a third-party candidate stays true to my values. Good for you. Listen, I, I wonder if you nevertheless considered, though, when you decided, I'm going to get into this in 2016, did you consider going to the local Republican Party in central New York or the Democratic Party and saying, I'm a successful businessman, I've grown Trinet, now I want to give back, and I'm willing to self-fund? Did you make any overture whatsoever, or was it clear from the get-go you were going to run as an independent? I did at first explore running on the Republican side, largely because of the fact that um, smaller government, lower taxes, and less regulation are all things that do contribute towards a better job-creating environment. So yes, I did explore it, and it was only after a brief um, period that in looking at that, I decided it just didn't make sense, among other things, that I could see that the playing field is just so slanted in favor of those that are already inside uh, the organization. There was not a receptivity towards outsiders coming in. So I understand that according to a Time Warner Cable Siena College poll, you're competitive with the D, you're trailing, but you're competitive with the D and the R. I found this interesting that according to the Siena poll, you're drawing equally from both major parties. You're getting the support of 22% of registered Democrats sampled and 24% of registered Republicans. Tell my audience, what's the largest impediment when you step forward and run for Congress as not an R, not a D, but as an I? And I, I know that literally 
you founded the Upstate Jobs Party, uh, and that's the label under which you're running. But I'm going to just regard you as an independent. What, what's the biggest impediment? The biggest impediment is people have a habit, and that is they walk in the voting booth and say, I have voted D or I voted R my entire life or for some period. And the idea of breaking the notion of a candidate can only be a Democrat or Republican is the single biggest challenge. And as a candidate, then, my challenge is to get out there and spread the message and get people comfortable with, number one, that I have a message that makes sense compared to what my opponents are presenting. And then number two, I can win this election. Now, the polls are supporting the fact that I am, as you pointed out, drawing equally from Democrats, Republicans, and importantly, independent voters, which is what makes it plausible for me to say, I can win this race. And now it's it's a foot race to November 8th to continue to get the message out and uh, convince people that a vote for a third-party candidate, especially in this election cycle, where they are so upset with the choices that are at the top of the ticket, it has the potential not just to make a difference in this district, but I firmly believe that my election as an independent will cause a lot of other people to seriously consider going down the path of running as an independent for Congress. And this can be a force that can help really bring the two major parties closer together. One of the well, Greg, Greg, I agree with that sentiment. Greg Orman came close in Kansas. I've been waiting for someone to do what you're doing in a Senate race or in a congressional race, and that was one of the reasons why I was I was eager to chat with you. Let me ask additional question of Richard Babinek, who's running Martin Babinek. Pardon me, Martin Babinek, who's running for Congress from Central New York. What position? What do you say if you're knocking on a door and a potential constituent wants to know about Donald Trump? What What's the short version of what you say about him? Well, what I what I would say about both our care, I am frustrated about the choices we have at the top of the ticket. Our primary process has failed us. You know, we have um, candidates that we're arguing about the temperament of Donald Trump versus the honesty and integrity of Hillary Clinton. And we should be concentrating on policy differences and the vision of where the next president's going to take the country. And yet all of our media attention and too much of our voter attention is on these fundamental issues of character, honesty versus temperament. This is why I'm running as a third-party candidate. It's like our process is broken, and the best thing we can do to start putting some sanity in the process is to have more people on the ballot as independents that will reflect what the voters want as opposed to the special interest and the you know special interest PACs and the major parties bringing things closer to the center. You sound fiscally conservative. Correct me if I'm wrong. Socially, how are you on the issues? I'm probably more to the center on several social issues. And within this particular district, that profile of being fiscally conservative and more to the center on some social issues is what has been successful for our, our last uh, eight congressmen. No question about it. And I'm the only candidate in this race that fits that profile. I understand that Romney defeated Obama in 2012 truly by a whisker. 
and that the most recent surveys show that Trump is beating Clinton by about 10 points. And I would expect that's probably how it's going to unfold um, by the time we get to November 8th. I've, I do believe Donald Trump is going to win in this district. All right. I'm, I've circled your name and we'll, we'll keep you uh, at the top of my mind and see how this pans out. I'd like to see some independent representation in the Congress. And, and you're the one who seems to have the most legitimate shot of breaking that glass ceiling. So good luck. Thank you for the opportunity to share the message here on your show, Michael. Look forward I to just, returning. Uh, I just tweeted out information about Martin Babinek. So if you want to know more, follow me on Twitter at Smirkanish and you will learn what what I mean, wherein lies the impediment for more to do what he's doing. One obvious thing is the money, right? He's a successful businessman who can put a million dollars into his own election, a quote unquote loan. I get it. Uh, That differentiates because others can't offset the advantage that the parties have.